the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. It's a gorgeous day in Houston, Texas. I hope you're enjoying it. And, uh... It is January, and it's pretty warm out there, So, uh, but it is pretty, and and so uh, we've got nice winters here. The summer's awful tough, but overall, it, it, it's a spectacular place to be, and uh, we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. The Max Out Savings Show has been on for over a decade, one of Houston's more popular financial shows out there, and actually one of the most popular, and we, we, are, we always talk about savings and savings and investments and and what 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 we're talking about the importance of savings and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively that's the key to building up wealth over the long term so save aggressively save as much money as you can and then invest it conservatively uh in the world today a very very volatile world we have uh problems in china we have attacks by isis we've got a presidential campaign and we have a president that uh we won't even go there for now, uh, but uh, and and it's just it's it's just all over the place in, in very uncertain times. You have to sit there and maintain a very defensive strategy with, with, with your retirement. And we've said we 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 uh, the followers of the Max Out Savings Report, which is the Max Out Savings Report, is a report we put out about once, sometimes twice a month. Uh, talking about changes in the markets, talking about savings, talking about investments, what's happening in the world today. We're trying to teach you how to save and how to build up wealth in the report. And and we've been talking about for the last number of actually a number of reports about really you have to be defensive and and particularly once the market really started weakening up in August, we really warned you there's problems coming up and, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And, and so hopefully you've been you've been kind of you've got your defensive plan in place uh you know with the market very volatile market the first of the year we really hardly noticed it uh be, be, because we we were defensive and we understood what was happening in the world and the dangers involved and 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 we took action and so if you if you need some help you can always go to the website at maxoutsavings.com sign up for our free report and also if you need help managing your 401k, your retirement, you're rolling over some money, you're uh, you're, you're changing jobs, retiring. Uh, we that's what our main business is managing uh, people's retirement. Uh, so if you need some help, go to the website maxoutsavings.com. The uh, if 
if you have any questions or comments, this is a live show here. Uh, you can give us a call, uh, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. You know, what about those debates this week? You know, it's watching the debates. You know, poor Ted Cruz, it was one thing after another. Uh, he handled himself quite well. I mean, it, it almost reached the point. It was like a question for Ted. Uh, Ted, in fourth grade, you, to- you told Mrs. Beasley, your fourth grade teacher, that the dog ate the homework, ate your homework. Uh, the teacher called your mom and said that wasn't the case. How can we trust you to be president of the United States if you if you told Mrs. Beasley a lie about the dog eating your homework? You know, <laughs> those were the type of questions. <laughs> you know, rather than we have a have a country that the middle class's wages have stagnated for the last decade, where people aren't getting jobs, they don't believe in the future of the United States, and and we see these debates, you know, back and forth you said this she said that i mean it was just it's really disheartening to see that the the good news is look the two anti-established candidates ted cruz and uh and donald trump are are really surging ahead they're just really smoking everybody in the pack and no one could get any traction because people want to change they want a country that they can believe in and they want dramatic change in government, it, one of the reasons this country, you know, th- this country is, is what, 235 years old? Yeah, 240. Well, I can remember it was 200 years old. It was a big deal. But, uh, you know, one of the reasons we've survived and prospered, unlike any country in the world, by the way, has been because we're all, the United States is always remaking itself, always changing, always adapting. It, 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 and once you let an establishment group of people control the country, look at Mexico. Mexico had the same uh, same uh, People's Democratic or whatever it was party for 40, 50 years, 60 years down there or more. Look, look at the country. It, it, you know, it, no one wants to live in Mexico. They all the Mexicans want to come here. We're always reinventing ourselves and redoing it. And the American people sense it's a time to sit there and we need to get the establishment out of Washington D.C. and and really, uh, go. You know, I, I tell you what I'm thinking. I, I'm going to get you a number before the show is over on the number of counties in the United States. Now, seven of the top ten counties, wealthiest counties in the United States are surrounding Washington, D.C. What does that tell you? There's an awful lot of people feeding at the trough up there while the middle class and working people in this country are supporting that. So Ted Cruz is really coming up. Donald Trump is too. Donald Trump seems to be doing a little better. I'm re- I, I think Ted Cruz, I think he has the conservative values that we want. I'm more of a conservative, but it's really exciting to see these things happening. And later this year, that's going to be a really good thing because people are going to get excited about change for the first time in years. We might get Mayor Bloomberg coming in there. That would be really exciting. We get a billionaire former Wall Street trader that spends most weekends in Bermuda. He flies out in his private jet to some other country so he doesn't have to be around the riffraff of the United States. And now he wants to run for president. Really? Has anybody listened to this lunatic's policies? But that's that's the world we live in. This is this thing is not set by any means at all. It's wide open on both sides. Uh, I think it's going to be Trump or Cruz on the Republicans. I think it's going to be Cruz in the end. And uh, that's what I'm hoping. I think he really has the values. I don't I by the way, I don't believe the Democratic side is settled at all. I, I think that is much, much more open 
uh, open than people realize. I think there's a lot of, I think there's more, let's just say treachery going on in the Republican, the Democratic Party than anybody has any ideas. I think some of that treachery was laid years ago when uh, Petraeus was indicted for something that most of the time would have just been put, been, you know, you know, put away and not even heard about. I think there was a reason that happened to him, and you're seeing it now. And uh, uh, I think there's a group of, of, of Democrats that are that that want to stay in the White House no matter what, and uh, they're not going to let Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders or Bloomberg get in there. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a fascinating year. But for now, what we're going to see happen is it, it, it's it's a very volatile market, very volatile investment market. Uh, the, you had the worst January in the history of the United States stock market. That's usually not a good precursor to the year. We have uh, the big, the biggest, uh, the, the fastest growing economy, major economy in the world is is, is in shambles in China. We we have uh, we have ISIS attacking. We have a massive migrant problem. You think we had the bad? We're complaining about immigrants here. Uh, in, in Europe, it, it, you you might see the breakup of the EU over the immigration issue. These people worked a hundred years to put together the EU, and Merkel threw it all away by letting uh, unlimited immigrants come into Germany, and and that might lead to the breakup of the, of the euro. So it's going to be fascinating to see. I think it's going to be an election this year from from Britain. A lot of working things happening uh, this week. Uh, big big things in the market. So a lot of change. A lot of things happening. A a lot of moving parts. A lot of it's not good. You had the biggest debt bubble in the world coming out of China. Uh, massive, trillion, $27 trillion worth of debt piled up over there. A lot of unprofit, a whole lot of unprofitable companies, a whole lot of unprofitable real, uh, real estate operators. What people don't understand about China is this. If China was the United States, when you went up to, I was up in College Station this week. If if you go up to College Station, there would be a 50-story building in College Station with a full Galleria complex and a Louis Vuitton store and everything else. Now, never mind that it couldn't support the 50-story building with the gigantic Galleria complex, but it would be there. And that is basically the heart of China. Everybody wanted to be the neck, the, a big-time town, and you couldn't be a big-time town unless you had a 50-story building and a massive shopping center complex the size or bigger than the Galleria. And so they all thought if they did that, then they would sit there, they would be a big-time town. And what they didn't understand was is 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 you have to have the the people and the infrastructure and the the uh, income to support it, and, and, and it just wasn't there. And, and so you have massive amounts of overbuilding in China. Now, normally we'd say, Ted, what does that have to do with me? I'll tell you, now the Chinese are in trouble, and, and they're in big trouble. They have too much debt. Their currency, they tied to the, to the dollar, and what happened is, is the Chinese are now all trying to get their money out of China. Let me ask you something. If you, say, had a couple million dollars in your pocket, and you lived in the United States, but in the 1960s, your family was was put on the the uh, went through the Cultural Revolution and got moved down to the farm and was basically hoeing the fields uh, for three years and maybe some of your family members died off in the process and you th- see things starting to take a turn for the worse again in your country wouldn't you go well maybe we should move one of the kids and send them over to school at 
Texas A&M or, or, you know, UCLA or something, just so we have a pot, someone that we, if it's something happens, and maybe we should buy that child a, a half a million dollar house over here in the United States. So if it all comes apart in China, we can go over there and at least have a place to live and start over. And that's what you're seeing. All the wealthy people in China are trying to sit there and hedge their bets in case it all comes apart over there, and they, and they put the uh, the Cultural Revolution. People, that was fifty years ago. People remember that. You know, you remember the fact that oh, we nearly starved to death. Oh, Uncle So and So died on the farm. Uh, they, you remember those things, and you're going to try to protect yourself. And that's the problem the Chinese have. They're struggling to keep their currency up. So, so uh, now. The other part of that problem is is this has led to the biggest commodity collapse since the 1980s and the 1930s. And and so we've seen commodity prices break underneath uh, 2009 levels, it, 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 economic crisis levels. So, you know, something's going on there. And, and what, what we're seeing is, is we're seeing the confluence of a couple events. We're seeing the confluence of a massive amount of stimulus. China was responsible for 40% of the growth by spending seven, by borrowing $17 trillion to build up infrastructure and factories in China in the last five years. That's all coming apart. In the United States, in, in, the, in, the, in the world, we spent $400 billion a year for the last five or six years. Additional amount, additional $450, $450 billion to, to, to find more oil reserves. What happened to oil? Oil prices are collapsing because too much capacity. The Fed flooded the world with money. It put too much capacity throughout the world, in China and everywhere else. And now, rather than rationalizing the capacity after, like they did in 1933 to 19, in the 1930s, what we've done is we've piled on additional capacity. That's now all coming to roost. And that's why you're seeing the collapse in China. That's why you're seeing the slowdown in the oil patch in Houston. And 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 what we're seeing now is is a slowing economy. And now is when you have to have your guard up. And that's why we've talked about this. And that's why we have such so much cash for our clients right now because the world is rapidly changing. It's not changing for the better. So. So you have to have that defensive plan in place. And, and generally, a defensive plan, there's only a couple ways you, you, could, you can buy. If people get worried about something, what do they do? They pull back, they go to cash, or they buy really safe things. Well, I'm going to buy these government bonds. I know, well, yeah, the government has problems, but they're probably going to do a heck of a lot better than than uh, uh, bonds of some uh, oil service company or whatever. And so they, they go to the most safest investment. And they all, uh, the thing about Government bonds in the world today, they're the most liquid. In a world after with, with uh, Sarbanes-Oxley and with, with the other uh, recent uh, financial bills, the, the markets have become much tougher and much harder to deal with. Now, to, how much time do we have, Ryan? Okay. Well, let's take a quick call from Frank here. Hey, Frank, get a question for us. Yes. Uh, I have heard uh, some uh, uh, advertisement on the radio mm-hmm. about collapsing banks. Is there any? Uh, would you comment on that, or and is there any truth to that in the future? Okay, that you know that's a good, that's a great question, Frank. 
in 2007, on this radio show, we said that the, some investment banks were going to fail. And we laid out the case that there was they were expanding their balance sheets about 25% every nine months, and there was going to be a, eventually a, those balance sheets were going were, were to implode, and they weren't because they, two, for two reasons. They were, they were buying too much junky housing loans, and the sa- other thing is, is, is they didn't have the ability to support that type of balance sheet. The banks over the last five years have retrenched. One of the reasons we talked about everybody buying government bonds is because the big trading banks like J.P. Morgan and Citi, they had major trading bond operations, so they would make markets in the bonds. They have had to pull all that back to reduce their balance sheets. The balance sheets in the United States banks are much safer. I, I don't foresee that's the case. The European banks have problems. Uh, we pulled our money out of money market funds in 2011 because we found out that 40% of the money market funds at Fidelity and places like that were in European bank debt. We pulled our money and moved into tax-free money market and treasury money market. That's since been remedied. And the reason I say this is because the European banks still have problems. But I believe our banks here are in much better shape. The danger you have to watch out for is going to be some type of currency crisis, and that, that's going to be your potential problems. The Federal Reserve, they're going to do whatever they can to backstop the banks. But the important thing, Frank, is is that our banks are in much better financial shape. The, people say they've actually reined them in too much here in this country. So I think, at least for now, unless something dramatically changes, our banks are in pretty good shape and can ride through a, a pretty good-sized recession comfortably. I've got uh, uh, a money market at uh, Vanguard. Or yeah. Is that one fairly safe? Yeah, they are now. They pulled back on the European exposure. The, the safest money market – I think. I, look, our clients right now are in regular money market. Uh, but the safest is tax-free money market and uh, – Treasury money market. Treasury is the safest. The tax. This is the theory with the tax-free. Tax-free money markets spread over a thousand different issues all over the country. So if one country, one state, or something goes bankrupt in a crisis, if some crisis strikes and you lose three percent in your money market, look, that's a. If it gets that bad, you're happy with that. You just don't want to lose forty percent. So, right. So. The tax freeze are so your risk is spread out, which is what you want to do. So yeah, I think you're in good shape now in the money markets. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Frank. We'll be back right after this uh, quick break. Any questions or comments? Give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The last time a major New York political figure dueled with a man born outside of the United States, but one who had ambitions for the White House? 1804, when Vice President Aaron Burr of New York shot and killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. The Treasury Secretary, co-author of the Federalist Papers and senior aide to George Washington, had not yet achieved the presidency for which he was eligible, even though he was born on the island of Nevis. The career of both of those men ended on July 11th in 1804. Hamilton suddenly in Burr's because of the murder he had committed. No literal violence will occur between the very eligible Ted Cruz and today's New Yorker Donald Trump. But their duel is nevertheless fierce. It may end with both men too wounded politically to win the GOP nomination. Their fight, however, may open the door to Rubio, Christie, Bush, or another. It's the strangest of years, and my best advice to journalists is to book hotels for two weeks, not just one, when the Cleveland GOP convention convenes in July. I'm Hugh Hewitt. 
Learn more at townhallreview.com. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, the political forecasts for Iowa are reaching a fever pitch. But do pollsters really know what's going on? Byron York is skeptical. He sees these Trump signs and they're on houses that he knows have never put out a sign before. Okay. So he begins to think, wow, I, I don't know what's going on here. Governor Chris Christie remains upbeat, dismissive of the polls. The last two weekends, Hugh, our organization has knocked on 23,000 doors here in New Hampshire. And the interesting thing we found was that 60% of the people that we met at these doors told us they had not yet made up their mind. On the Democratic side, well, it's business as usual. Bernie Sanders continues to energize college campuses, and the iron vice of Hillary Clinton's legal problems continues to tighten. Join us for this weekend's review and visit our website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review. Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. By the way, if you're not on our free Max Out Savings report list, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and sign up. We've got all types of great uh, information on savings, investing, the world today, what's happening, uh, maxoutsavings.com. And let's take a call from Chuck. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. I had a question. I was listening to you talk about treasuries. Yes. And treasury money markets. I'm at Scott Trade, have a... A pile of cash there, and it's in a money market. How do I know where they're investing in it? How would I direct it into uh, like a treasury's money market? I'm, safety is my number one goal in this crazy world. Yeah, look, uh, a couple things. Uh, the best way to do that is is to uh, talk to your representative. They're, they're, typically, most of the firms we look we use TD Ameritrade to hold our clients' assets, and you have a choice of a treasury money market. You have a choice of a uh, of a regular money market or a tax free money market. And if you have really big money, Chuck, uh, you can also buy thirty day treasury bills or ninety day treasury bills as well to kind of those are those are very liquid and it gives you and they're rock solid. Yeah, there's about I probably have in IRAs and stuff probably four hundred k. Yeah, you could pick up fifty or hundred thousand in one of those uh, treasury uh, bills. Also, I had a comment. I was listening to you talk about Trump and Cruz and yeah. why they're doing so good. And I think it's because America's, you know, wants people we can trust. I don't think that the current Republicans can be trusted. I mean, we gave them both houses of Congress, and they lied to us and support everything. Even in Montgomery County, where I live, we have a guy. It's probably the reddest county in the reddest state. We have Kevin Brady, who's voting for everything Obama wants. And people don't trust him. And that's why the Steve Toth guy is surging up here in Montgomery County. And it's the same thing with uh, Cruz, especially. And Trump is that people think, well, we can't trust the rank-and-file Republicans. Let's try somebody else for a change. I mean, look at George W. Bush. He was in there eight years and never closed the border with Mexico. So we're supposed to trust his younger brother when he gets up there and says, oh, I'm going to close the border? I don't think so. Yeah. And any of these establishment people, we don't trust them to do what they say they're going to do. They've proven time and time again they're not going to. They just say whatever they got to do to get in there, and then they do whatever the heck they want. And I think that's why Cruz, who has proven to stand up for his what he's committed to do, regardless of the consequences, um, is doing so good. Like you, I hope he makes it. I don't really trust uh, Trump in the long run, but we'll see. 
I appreciate your comment. Okay. Yeah. Now, look. I mean. That, look, I, I think uh, Cruz is a, is a Texan. Look, the reason why people don't like him in Washington is because he stands up for, for American values, and, and, and he's not one that's going to go along with the group. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin Brady, look, uh, Kevin, he, he's House Ways and Means Committee chairman now. That's a very powerful position uh, on, on, the, on the thing, Chuck. And, and, you know, look, I mean, I, I would vote for Kevin Brady again. Uh, I think these guys are really working to try to get something done and. uh but I think it's important to have more of an anti-establishment president. We just heard one of the commentators talking about uh, about uh, uh, Ted Cruz and Donald Trump are going to sit there and fight themselves out, and 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 then uh, the American people will so be so disgusted they're going to want a, a, an establishment guy like Rubio or Bush. That's not going to happen. These establishment guys are dreaming. People are mad. They're not going to back down. And, and, and George Bush or, or Rubio or or, so, or uh, Christie aren't going to be elected president if all the conservatives stay home. It's as simple as that. So I, I, I think it's going to be one of those two guys, and I just think it's a dream of the establishment that, that somehow that those two are going to cancel themselves out. But good call. Thank you. Well, the problem I have yeah. with the Brady thing, if I could say one thing, I mean, he voted to fund... Planned Parenthood. He voted for uh, this amnesty thing that Obama is for. When he camped, I met him before. I've been to his rallies. I know the guy. He's promised, no, I will never do that. I will stand against it no matter what. And then to keep his chairmanship, he votes for uh, funding, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood. And there were ways to strip that out. Well, and, and that's he what didn't they even sh- try. Yeah, that's what they should have done in some of this stuff, but. I like well, Brady because Brady is a very big critic of the Federal Reserve, which I think has been a disaster for the United States. I think we should have term limits. I think 12 years, two for sen- two terms for senators and six for House members. And I think Brady's been there too long. They just need to get some new people in there every once in a while and get these career people out of there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Chuck, for the call. All right. God bless. And, you know, look, I, I like Brady. He's been a big critic of the Federal Reserve, and he's done what he can to try to stop them. And 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 Texas, the Texas uh, congressional delegation delegation is really always been kind of a firewall against the Fed, and the Fed has just gotten out of control and kited up asset prices. And look. Uh, Brady's chairman of, of Ways and Means, and that's very important for the state of Texas. And, I, and he's a very conservative guy. Look, that there's no doubt that we've got to get much, much tougher with this 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 uh, stuff going on up in Washington D.C. I mean, it's just astonishing. And hopefully, uh, look, I think you go look at these polls, and everybody is they're going for Ted Cruz or Donald Trump, and that means they want the change. They want these people out of there, and and that's why the establishment is fighting so hard to stay in there. Uh, if you got any questions or comments. 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show, and we'll get your questions answered. Um, the uh, A couple things here. Hold on. I'm going to check something out for you all of counties. I want to see how many counties in the United States. We're going to see how many counties are in the United States. And there's a reason for this, for y'all. Bear with me just a second. Okay, showing number of counties. There are three. Oh, this is great. Guess how many counties are in the United States of America? Ryan, you want to guess? Okay, 3,007 counties in the United States, like Harris County, Fort Bend County, 
Montgomery County, 3,007 of those. Guess, guess what seven of the top 10 counties of the 3,007 counties are the richest in the United States and they surround Washington, D.C. That is an astonishing number. And it just, uh, when I first heard that, if someone asked me, I would have said, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be New York City and it's going to be L.A., Palm Beach, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'd even have said Chicago, you know, maybe one in, in Dallas or Houston, but, but seven of the top ten around Washington, D.C. That's all you need to know about a, a country that's lost control of the government. And so uh, the good news is the conservatives are making huge – nobody's talking about the Democratic uh, – Nobody cares. They have five people watching the Democratic debate, basically, and that's the parents of the candidates. It's nobody cares. That yeah, the the Republicans debate. There's fifteen, twenty, twenty five million people watching. There's huge interest. People want change, and I think it's very, very exciting. Uh, what else do I want to cover? What was the big story last week in the market? Market was up, uh, stock market was up 396 points on Friday. What happened? Why did that happen? Uh, I'll tell you what happened was the Japanese central bank took short-term rates that they paid the bank from one-tenth of one percent to negative one-tenth of a percent. They've instituted what is known as... Uh, <laughs> negative interest rates in Japan, which means if the banks put the money over with the Japanese central bank, they get back less money each time they do it. it the theory being, this is going to force this is going to force uh, banks to lend out more money, and the economy be going. The Japanese have had low interest rates for well over fifteen years, with one or two percent interest rates on the 10-year or less, one and a half, a 0.5% on the 10-year. They've had low interest rates for 15 years, and their economy has gone nowhere but down. You know what the Japanese are doing now? They're buying, they're not buying stocks, of course. They're buying ETFs because that way they're not making a decision on the stock. So they're buying in ETFs. And it's kind of a backdoor way for a central bank to socialize a country is buy in big chunks of, of, the, of, of corporate America's stocks, and pretty soon they get control. But that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to push up asset prices, and it's failing. 15 years it works. If you try a policy every year for 15 years and it doesn't work, why do you keep doubling down on a failing policy after 15 years? You know, sometimes there's other things you can do to get an economy going. You can change the tax structure. You can change the regulatory structure. You can put in tax credits. You can you can uh, you can try to encourage exports. There's all types of things you can res- research R and D. There's all types of ways. We, we have hundreds of years of knowing how to how to get an economy going, and yet. In the world today, the only thing all these countries are looking at is how do I manipulate interest rates to push up asset prices? And you know why they're doing this? Why is the Federal Reserve pushing this up? One of the reasons is there's an 87% correlation between where the stock market is and whether the government stays in power. 87%. So what the Federal Reserve has been doing with the lowest interest rates in five or six years is basically been keeping the Obama administration in in power so they can put through the radical left-wing agenda and 
and and the stocks stay up. And and so what happens is, is people go, well, God, you know, things are really bad for me, but the stock market must be going up. I haven't gotten a raise in five years, but the stock market's going up, so it must be good. No, it's not. Underneath it, there's rot in the system. And, and, and what we're seeing is, is we've got to clear this out. We've got to remove massive regulations we've got to we've got to remove uh massive amounts of of taxation in in government control on everything i, I you know i was up at uh, texas a&m listening to some of the uh, i was taking some courses up there and listening to some of the people and some of the businesses professors had to deal with with government regulation they just couldn't believe some of the stupid stuff they're having to do and it, it, it you've talked to a businessman in houston texas you get the same thing all over the country and so what we're doing, what's going to get the country going again in the second half of the year is excitement that, that hey, we're going to have a possible change in place. If it's going to be Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, it's all going to go to hell. But if it's, if it's Ted Cruz, people are going to get really excited. And so I, but for now, tough times are coming up. And so uh, getting back to the Japanese cutting rates to zero, they're using negative interest rates. Who else is using negative interest rates? The Europeans. And so, again, two failing economies, the Europeans and the Japanese. You want to know about loser economies. Those are the two ones. They, they, their kids have no future. They have no growth. Wealth is stagnating at the top. It's not going anywhere. There's no new wealth being up. You're not seeing massive amounts of, of new exciting products. You're not seeing exciting new companies. Google, Google Facebook, uh, uh, Apple. Uh, they're not coming from Netflix. They're not European. It's not a Dutch company. It's not a German company. It's not a Japanese company. They're American companies because we have we have the the the, the one place in the world that 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 rewards success, rewards innovation, rewards risking risk taking with with a low regulatory government. It's getting worse now, and 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 a, and a reasonably fair tax system, and it's worked for 250 years. We've got to go back now. It's starting to slow down. This is why you're seeing the slowdown. So, so the Japanese are trying to push up their thing. What happened two weeks ago? Uh, was the week ago Davos? All these big, these big uh, messiahs over there around the world. They're all telling everyone how to do. The only thing they could come up with is, hey, let's flood the world with more money and push up in, up stock prices. It's going to fail. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. We'll be right back in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. Their prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low you can't find these fares published anywhere. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, they can help you get there cheaply and with a best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now, 800-708-3091. 
That's 800-708-3091. Hey, y'all, this is James Hill, the owner of Full Armor Firearms. We're opening the baddest indoor gun range in Houston, Texas. We're talking 12 lanes of full auto rating, state-of-the-art ventilation and lighting, machine gun and handgun rentals. From beginner to expert, we are here to help. We love first-time shooters and have the best customer service around. Come by 11911 Katy Freeway on the south side of I-10, just west of Beltway 8. We stand behind our guns because standing in front of them is just plain stupid. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Which candidates want to make a last-minute appeal to Iowa caucuses via this program? Certainly Dr. Ben Carson and perhaps others. You'll have to tune in and listen on the next-to-last edition of the Hugh Hewitt Show before the voting actually starts. Don't miss it. We need to talk about everything. Stay tuned, America. Keep it right here for the Hugh Hewitt Show on AM 1070, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show, afternoons at 5, right after Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement here, as always, on the Max Out Savings Show. The uh, we're, we're talking about something that's things that the, the things that we think are going to happen. But I wanted to just touch base on on on, on a, a couple things. Is uh, uh, talking about gifting uh, for the new year. Uh, typically, parents can give out fourteen thousand dollars a year uh, tax free to their children. It's going up every year. It's it's indexed to inflation. Fourteen thousand dollars a year, and uh, so it actually totals twenty eight thousand dollars for the husband and the if you include the husband and the wife. And and th- this is this is a good thing, particularly if if you have a bigger estates. The, the estates have taxes. Have, They've been as low as a million dollars, which hit a lot of people. They're they're pretty high right now, but you never know when that's going to change. And uh, right now, the the exemption is five point four five million dollars, or or ten point ten point nine million dollars total that that uh, that that you can give out uh, every every year. And, and so, uh, that, not excuse me. T- the the total tax exemption is ten point nine million dollars for a couple, which means any assets above that are subject to pretty high estate taxes. So if you have estates over that, you want to start gifting out money ahead of time. Now, now the the fourteen thousand doesn't <laughs> apply to your exemption, but but the other exemptions uh, the amounts over that apply to your your estate tax exemption. Now, here's an interesting thing a lot of people don't realize is there's an unlimited gift tax exclusion for qualified education expenses and also some medical expenses. Now, in this case, this is the important thing as, as far as this goes is is payments. If, for, if, if you're going to pay for, for your your kid's education or grandkid's education, typically it's better the payments be made directly to the provider of, of of the services like Texas A&M. Now, you can pay for, for all the, the tuition, and, uh, but you can't pay uh, it, 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 for, for tuition, books, fees, and related expenses. Room and board doesn't qualify. And so it does, you you can't use your your you can't pay for the grandkids room and board uh because that's not that's not excluded remember this is excluded from your exemption so if you've got 
uh, if you've got $5.45 million estate, there's just one person, and uh, and uh, you have $6 million, you can start paying for your kid's education, your grandkid's education, to, and that, that'll increase your exemption. It won't count against it. So, so a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, remember, if if you want to count it against the exemption, that's how you that's how you want to do it, uh, is, is to pay it directly. And remember, up to fourteen thousand dollars a year doesn't count as exemption. Twenty eight thousand if it's it's a couple. So you want to manage your exemptions. And one of the reasons you want to kind of watch out for some of this stuff is remember these things could change. We could get Bernie Sanders in there, and he moves it down to a million dollars a person. And so you said, well, I don't really qualify because I don't have, I don't have, ten point nine million. I only have five million. But all of a sudden, if he moves it down, you're stuck in that bracket. So manage that with some understanding of gifting. Talk to your accountant on this. But this is a popular way to do things, uh, to to sort of help help out your situation. And you can also go. Uh, there there's some IRS forms on this. I think it's publication seven hundred nine and publication nine fifty uh, on gifting. Uh, a couple other things is uh, you, you don't want to really give out very high cost assets for gifting because then you lose then you lose the estate you, you lose the estate uh, tax uh, free thing. As an example, if you have a piece of property you paid a half a million dollars for and it's worth five million dollars for uh, exemption or on it at, at uh, for estate purposes the your your heirs inherit 5 million dollars worth of assets in 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 the thing about the neat thing about that is is you have 4.5 million dollars worth of capital gain well they don't pay capital gain that capital gain gets erased and you you start with a new cost basis of 5 million dollars so you typically want to give you want to gift assets that don't have massive capital gain uh massive capital gains embedded because that that could get you over time you lose that you're losing the uh the exemption there uh so something to think about with with estate giving uh sit down with an estate attorney on this this is important to to deal with some of this stuff and just understand it but i think the other thing to remember is that number might not be 4.5.45 million dollars per person Two years from now, it might be a million. Two years from now, it might be ten million. We don't know. So, sort of always, you know, if you're assume that it's possible, pick. Typically, if you have assets under a million per person, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, but if you're in the higher numbers, sort of in the back of your mind, plan a little of this stuff, assuming it could change. The world can always change, and that's a lot of the mistake people make is, is, is things can change over time. The uh, what else do we have here? Oh, by the way, if you've got a question or comment, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070. And if you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, uh, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. We'll put a lot of this stuff in the reports, uh, talking about gifting. We're going to be writing up some on that, this this next report, uh, common 401k mistakes, a lot of good stuff in those reports. Uh, you always want to... You know, you always in gifting, uh, adjusting for estate purposes and everything. You want to really pay attention to taxes. We've done a lot of research on Warren Buffett. We tend to be a value investor similar to Warren Buffett. Uh, 
guys we really follow are more Leon Levy and and people like that. But uh, one of the things Warren Buffett always has done is Warren Buffett is a master at taxes. You realize Warren Buffett, when he started his investment company, he realized if he bought an insurance company that he could hide all his – he could invest in the insurance company and, and not pay taxes and, and change it up through the actuarials and adjust it so he didn't have to pay taxes. I think Warren Buffett I think bought from Kraft. I think he traded some Kraft stock he owned with the big capital gains for some Geno's – I think he bought Geno's pizza from them and did a swap so he wouldn't have to pay taxes on the big capital gains he had on Kraft. Warren Buffett's giving away all his money to charity in a foundation. So what? So he puts his, you know, $10, $10 billion, $20 billion, or $30, 20, 25 whatever it is, billion dollars in the foundation. So he doesn't pay any taxes. Some farmer that has a $15 million farmer gets gets hit. If, he, if, he just, if, if it's just him, he gets hit with $10 million worth of estate taxes that could cost him uh, maybe $4, $4 million. Warren Buffett sits over there, puts all his $30, $40 million, billion into a foundation. He didn't pay any taxes. And then he, the heirs take money out of the foundation to pay themselves for managing the foundation, and, and the assets continue to grow. Warren Buffett never pays taxes. Remember, if, when, one thing you remember about Warren Buffett, he's one of the great in value investors in the world. That's one thing. And the second thing you, you, you remember is nobody has ever been better at avoiding taxes than Warren Buffett. He always structures the transaction the most tax-efficient way. That's your tax tip for the day. Uh Now, got any questions or comments, this is the last uh, segment of the show, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The, where are we now? Japanese cut rates Thursday night uh, to negative rates. They engaged in a negative interest rate policy. That's called NERP, negative interest rate policy. Negative interest rate policy is NERP. The Europeans are doing NERP, the Japanese. They're all desperate to hold their economies up, and in particular, they're desperate to hold asset prices up. As we've talked to longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings Show and followers of the Max Out Savings Show know we have talked about uh, the Federal Reserve has artificially manipulated asset prices higher with low interest rates, and they've done this around the world, so you think things are getting better. And it's not just me saying this, but the top investors in the world are all saying the same thing. They're all concerned. And and so they're trying to push it again. So they're going to try to get this thing going again. I, I think once you get close to zero, it becomes harder to get things done. We we appear to be getting a slowdown. Now, here's the interesting thing. When the Japanese cut went to negative interest rates, what happened on, uh, on, on Friday? Let's take a look at that. The Japanese yen fell 2%. Uh, the euro fell 1%. The dollar went up. Now, if you're China, you're sitting over there, you've got massive capital outflow going out of your country. I think it's going to come close. It's about 185 to $200 billion worth of, of uh, currency reserve drawdowns of probably what the, Jap- the Chinese, well, they've spent about that much trying to defend their currency to, to keep it from falling. Well, 
Now the Japanese have just depreciated their currency 2%, which gives the Japanese a 2% edge in sales or 2% more profits if they sell something than the Chinese. So the Chinese are now fighting a massive depreciation, a slowing economy. They're going to have to react to the, to the Japanese, in my opinion. And, and this is where it gets interesting. This is where we talked about these currency wars. The dollar went up 1% Friday. Uh, the dollar is going up. Remember, as long as the dollar goes up, oil is going to have a harder time going up. So this is putting additional pressure up on the, uh, on the dollar, it, which is going to slow. As, as the dollar goes up, 40% of the earnings for the S&P 500 come from overseas, which means less earnings for the S&P 500, which means it's going to hurt our, our stock market over the longer term. And it puts enormous pressure on the Chinese to react. Now, we're going to have to see how they react in this situation. And are, is this currency war coming to a head? Chinese, uh, at the end of December, had about three point to something $3.3 trillion in uh, in currency reserves about a year ago. They had $4 trillion. They're going to probably go under under $3 trillion pretty quickly, and people are going to start getting nervous. This is where it's going to get interesting. This is going to be a very volatile year in the markets, and this is why you've got to be so cautious. This is why we have our clients, our defensive plan, our risk-based plan is now on the table for our clients at Max Out Savings Advisors, and I think you have to have that have that attitude in here. Oh, I, I'm hearing a lot of, of, of Wall Street. It typically tends to be the big firm's strategists. They're, they're all talking about, hey, this is the bottom. It's going up again. Woo, that was tough. We're, we're, we're bottomed out. And we're going to take off again. A couple thoughts. Look, I think oil uh, in energy bottoms in the first quarter of this year. We might have seen the bottom here recently. I think it's going to chop around some. Look, looking at the bottom in oil, it tends to be a two or three month process. I, I think we're going to get some type of deal out of this, out of the Saudis and the in the Russians, and in particular the Iranians, in one form or another. Even if maybe it's not acknowledged, and uh, and that's going to somehow put a floor underneath. So that's something we want to watch. So other parts of the market, I think, are very expensive up here and due for a fall. And this is something that that I I, I don't believe this correction is over. Uh, we still have uh, markets that are are well below their their. 100-day moving average, uh, their 200-day moving average, really, which are just warning signs in general. Uh, and, and and I don't – I just don't see that. The market really, we, we believe, is rolling over, and I think you really have to have caution. They're going to make you think that this market's going up and you need to be in it because the more they can convince you that, the more the big institutions can unload stock and sell it to you as they're trying to get out. Because remember, in the world today, there's there's huge amounts of liquidity – in the world, but there's not much liquidity in the stock and bond markets anymore. If you talk to the insiders, they'll tell you it's very hard to get out of big positions. So they try to push things up and force people to buy so they can these big, smart institutions can dump into it. And I think that's what we're seeing. The, the, the second thing that happened this weekend, too, is on Friday was – Interest rates broke down. We've been telling you our clients were long the, the Treasury bonds because rate people are flocking to safety and the Treasuries broke under 2%. Look, it's very unusual for a stock market to go up nearly 400 points in the, in the Treasuries to drop. That tells you something else is happening. And, and, and they're trying to force interest rates down. And so you're going to see profits in the, in, in the, in the Treasury market. And, and, and so things are rapidly changing. It's still pretty bad and it's probably going to get worse out there. So we got our defensive plan in place. Now, if you need some help, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and you can sign up for our free report. It's the Max Out Savings Report. We got a lot of these things in it, a lot of good stuff, information uh, about what's happening in the markets, 
and if you need help, if you're if you're changing jobs, if you're retiring, want to do an IRA rollover, get out of your 401k plan, uh, it's a good time to do it, to do it. We can help you out. I will sit down with you personally and go over your financial situation. We're meeting with a lot of people this next week on this subject and, and see and show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors using our risk-based value investing approach. So if you need some help, Go to the website. We are we are here in Houston, Texas. Our headquarters is here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'll be happy to sit down with you, but at least sign up for that free newsletter. So go to maxoutsavings.com. More earn, a couple one thing. More earnings reports are coming up on the big oil companies. A couple things that that come out. We get a lot of questions. This. The big oil companies aren't making as much money on refining and marketing as people thought they were going to. This is something we've been kind of warning you about. I think the big majors are going to have a very tough time with earnings in here. The small ones are probably washed out. The bigger ones, it's going to be a little tougher. So we're going to watch, see what happens with Exxon and Conoco's earnings this week. Well, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Remember that motto. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. See you next week right here. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.